It's a new day. Let's go. Hey there, wonderful people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Action Youth and Young Adults podcast. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will not only bless your hearts but change your lives for the better. So go on, grab your notebooks and your pens, your phones or your tablets, and take notes as the Holy Spirit drops keys into your spirit through his servant. Enjoy. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Come take your place. Increase so that your servant might decrease. Speak so we can hear. And attend your ear unto us when we speak in prayer. Intercede on our behalf. Bring illumination. Bring understanding. Bring wisdom. Bring revelation. So that your people will be set free. Regardless of what may be going on around us. We have chosen to hear your voice as we listen to you. So speak. Give clarity. Give the unction. We pray that you saturate this atmosphere with your presence. Destroy every limitation. Whatever arrows the devil is shooting, arrows stopping us from focusing on your word, stopping us from hearing, stopping us from seeing, stopping the light from entering, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we decree and declare that there will be clarity there will be light there will be freedom there will be liberty every captive will be set free chains will be broken there will be deliverances there will be healings because of your word we give you praise and thanks in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ we have, we have prayed and we decree it done Amen Give God a praise as you sit down. Aya. 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 Is it really a new day? I've missed you guys. I really have. I want to apologize for my absence, but I had to serve. Papa asked me to serve during the impact. His visiting Archbishop who came to do the consecration of the new bishops, Archbishop McNatt. So all week I was with him. And in my absence, I want us to thank God for Pastor Buddy. Oh, give God thanks for his life. You see, he availed himself. He studied. He obeyed. If you thank God for his life, God is going to use you the same way. Because I've said many times, and today I even talked to Pastor Eliana and said she was going to bring the word. She said, hey, what's up? It is well. Everybody has a gift that God has given to them. And your gift is given. You are blessed to be a blessing. But your gifts are given for the edification of what? The body. So I thank God, buddy. I thank God for your life. And I know there are many other pastors. I'm going to go around. But thank you for being in your place. Thank you for obeying. Thank you for listening. 
See, all God wants is your obedience and your availability. It is not your strength, your knowledge, anything. All he wants you to say, yes, I'm here. I'm in my place. And he will do the rest. He will bring a word. He will bring correction. He will bring, he will teach. He will bring reproof. Today, the word God is given for, your, for his servant, Archbishop, which he has given to us to preach, is the test of love. The test of love. Amen? I believe last week we talked about the test of what it was? Faith. And this week is the test of love. The test of love. I want to, before I even begin, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. The Lord gave me that as I was getting ready to come up. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, which is love. In another translation, the uh, KJV or the NIV also translates as love. Well, that's KJV, right? Let's look at NIV. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is what? Love, love, love. God is love. Love is not a commodity, it's not an emotion, it's not a feeling. Love is a personality. God is love. Amen? God is love. There are many types of love. I want to name just a few that we are familiar with. There's storage. What is an empathic bond that is the source of the love that a mother feels for her child. Storage. It is familial love. It comes out of empathy. What you've carried for nine months, the women, you can't help but love. I know some of your children can be bad, but you still love them. You won't give them up because they're bad or naughty. Amen? So there's storage and there's philia or phileo, which is a deep friendship bond. Amen? We also have eros, that is for reserved for intimate love when you are married. Anything prior to that is an error. Amen? It doesn't mean you won't have the urge, but you must master yourself this eros. Or the, 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 the word erotic is derived from the word eros. Eros is a romantic love. But we have agape. Agape, the unconditional God kind of love. God is love. And he tells us there are three that remain in faith, hope, and love. All three are very important. But the greatest of them all is love. And I dare to tell you it's because it is his very nature. You see, faith and hope, you must emanate. You must exercise. You must exercise your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith, you must exercise. He has given you a measure of faith. He's given everyone a measure of faith. Hope, 
you must also, because he has given you hope. He's given you, he's, he has plans, good plans for you to give you an expected end. So you hope in the Lord. Amen? But love is God himself. It is his nature, his personality, a characteristic of God. And I dare say that's the reason why it is the greatest. Because love covers all. Scripture tells us love is not boastful. Love does not hold grudges. You know the scripture, right? It covers all. When you love, you are extending. You are taking on. You are projecting the very nature of God. So love is the greatest. But today we want to talk about the test of love. The test of love. We all know what we're all going through around the globe now. And everybody is wearing masks and sanitizing. You know, our faith, as Papa led us to talk about last week, is being tested. In these times, if you're not grounded, you may have the proclivity to wander off and say, where is God? If God is there, why is all of this happening? But that same prevalent condition that has put us all in this situation is also the same condition that will help us for those of us who exercise our faith and hope in God to get closer to God, to see his hand. Because all these things, if you believe in him, in spite of the fact that they are happening, if you believe in him, if you have hope in him, if you have faith in God, what did he say would do? All these will work together for your good. Why? Why? Because you're what? Because you love the Lord and you are called according to his purpose. Amen? While we exercise natural caution and wisdom in following the protocols, you don't abandon the fact that you believe that God is able to keep you. That he will not cause you to fall victim or prey to any arrow, any trap, any projection, any divination. Amen? Because you know that he says he's with you always. A while back we talked about that scripture where he says, you will pass through the waters and I'll be with you. You pass through the rivers and they won't overtake you. And you pass through the fire. What the world is going through is a test of his faith. But now we want to talk about the test of our love. And it is love, the agape kind of love, that God so loved the world in John, what, 3.16? Is that it? What does the scripture say? For God so loved the world that he did what? For God so loved the world that he what? That he what? What is the word gave? Is it a pronoun? Is it an adverb? Is it a verb? It's an action word, right? So God so loved the world that he gave. He acted on it. He moved. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, the agape love, God's love, love, 
is not passive. It requires action. So it's not just what you say. You tell your friend, oh, I love you. Oh, Kofi, I love you. Mansa, I love you. It's not just what you say. But what you do, because he loved so much that he gave, he did something. He moved to show, to express, to demonstrate. Because he loved so much that he didn't want us to perish. He gave, and he gave the highest thing he could give, the highest sacrifice, his only begotten son. Sometimes you have money in your pocket and your friend will ask, oh, Charlie, can you give me 10 cents? You don't even want to give that. Because you're like, you're going far now. That's my last. But God gave, and he gave his only begotten son. It cost him. It cost him. But he did that to show us. He did that to show us what exactly the kind of love that he is talking about, the agape love, what it entails. It costs to love. Because when he says, love your enemies, them that despitefully lose you, use you. I can't see how you can talk about me, you can abuse me, you can misuse me, and then I, you know, it's hard. But God showed us. Because when in the flesh. <laughs> that is why your spirit must always override the flesh because nothing good can come out of the flesh. The flesh wants revenge. The flesh wants to get even. The flesh is not about I'm going to love you in spite. Your spirit must take over because the flesh and your emotions will gang up and say, look, she said that about you. You to say this about her. She did this to you. Go over there and beat her down. The flesh cannot embody and express what the spirit can. It is the spirit of God, the essence of God, the personality of God, which then takes over because your spirit, the spirit of man, is the candle of the Lord. So as his spirit speaks to you, manifests in your spirit, you are able to express and extend that kind of love. Amen? So, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God demonstrated. So love is not passive. Love is about action. Love is not just what you say, but also what you do. But in this day and age, our love towards God and the things of God, despite the fact that he has given the greatest sacrifice, our love towards him is waning. Let us look at Matthew 24, verse 12. Matthew 24, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of God, the love of many shall wax cold. Because of the prevalence of iniquity. See, we have 
sin, transgression, and iniquity. You sin. It you, you, it's like you, you, you do something, consciously or not, against the will of God, and you sinned. Then you transgress. But when you cross over from transgression into iniquity, that means you've made a lifestyle. You've continued and you've accepted to remain in that state. That's what iniquity is. And God is saying, because of iniquity, the persistence, the prevalence of sin in our lives, in the world, until we are in, in a position where like, oh, yeah, I'm just like this, oh, yeah, I can't change. You are in a state of iniquity. And because of that, our love is waxing cold. Our love towards the house of God and the things of God. I've been discussing a lot with our leaders and we repeatedly talk about us not being in our place. Anytime anything takes the place of God in your life, it becomes idolatry. And God hates idolatry. God does not hate you. He hates the sin. The sin that you so consistently repeat until you've crossed from just sin into transgression and into iniquity because now you do it habitually. So even when you're supposed to be in your place, even when you know what to do and you don't want to do it, you choose not to do it. You are in a state of iniquity. And that's when your love towards the house of God and the things of God waxes cold. Oh, be here at 8. We have a meeting. I'll leave home at 8. Because, you know, black people do never be on time. But if everybody is thinking like you, then yes, we'll never be on time. But if everybody is conscientious and decides, you know what? This is about the house of God. This is about the things of God. The one who gave, the one who so loved me that he gave his only begotten son. It is the least I can do is what the scripture says. It is your what? Service? What's the scripture? Nobody knows the scripture? It is the least you can do. It is your due. You can never pay God back for what he has done. But the least you can do is to willingly, out of the love that you feel, you would act and then move swiftly about the things of God. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Because you are very quiet in here. Iniquity abides, so our love is waxing cold. Ask your neighbor, how hot is your love? How hot is your love as it relates to the things of love? Because we are quick to show love to our friends, uh, our loved ones, our, our relationships. But when it comes to the things of God, how hot is your love? Are you willing to go the extra mile? Will you sacrifice? Well, I don't feel like going to this meeting today. I told Mansa we are going to meet at the mall. Oh, 
but they're calling us to church to come and prepare the sanctuary. Somebody else will sweep. Oh, there are many of us. Oh, there's plenty of people. If, they, if I'm not there, they won't even know. Let them sweep me. I'm going to the mall. There's some new shoes I want to go and get. I want to hang out. I haven't seen Mansa in so long. So God takes a second place because it is your love towards the things of God we're talking about. The test of your love towards God, the house of God, and the things of God. Amen? Because of the times, many will give up loving God and even your fellow human beings. Our very humanity, our humanness, we're getting so self-centered, so selfish, all about me, 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 until we don't even care. You can walk by someone hurt, bleeding, someone hungry, someone destitute. My business. Yeah, I go to work, I pay my bills. Oh, please, can you? Please, can you just give me one city? I'm hungry. I don't have any money. Meanwhile, you have 50 cities in your pocket. That one city that you're giving to buy ice water or something to eat. Your humanity, your humanness, that spirit, that characteristic of God, that empathy. That very nature of God that you, forget about the non-believer, you, the believer. You see, this is not about them, this is about us. This word is about us and how we relate to God. Because the unbeliever doesn't know God. He doesn't know him in his goodness and, you know, that he, he hasn't heard. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear. But you, who has heard, who has experienced, who knows and still decides, you know what? I'll pick and choose when I want to be holy. Not today. Today is home. You, the believer, our very humanity is challenged. Our values are being challenged. Our ethics. And that is resulting in chaos and lawlessness. Because everybody is about themselves. But how about this? Out of that love, he blesses us. And his word tells us he blesses us to be a blessing. Hmm. He's blessing you so you can be a blessing. That means he expects you to be a conduit, a vessel of blessing. That through you, others will see his love. Others will experience his love. But because of what's going on in the world today, because our love is waxing cold because of the prevalence of iniquity. We are all about ourselves. But check this out. Papa told us he went to Israel and he went to see the Dead Sea. Isn't it funny that it's called the Dead Sea? That sea is dying. You know why? Other water bodies run into the Dead Sea, but nothing runs out of the Dead Sea. And so now the Dead Sea is literally dying. It's drying up. Why do you think that is? He blesses you to be a blessing. 
the moment you cease to be a blessing, the moment you stop being a blessing to others, you create a blockage. That means you are not a vessel anymore. You're a receptacle. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Me, 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 me. I want, I get, I get, I get. But that leads to death. Anything that doesn't bless anything that receives blessings but cannot give blessings ends up dying be it physically or spiritually because it's not the nature of God. As you are blessed, as he loves you and he demonstrates by blessing you, he wants you to manifest that, copy that, emulate that and bless others. The moment you stop being a blessing, still expecting to be blessed though, still receiving the blessings, you dry up. As long as the blessings can flow through you, your needs will be met. Because as he gives it to you, he's not going to tell you, okay, I'm giving you a million dollars, give it all out and then go and be hungry. That's not God. Like I told you about the puzzle, as long as you're in your place, the picture is complete. And all the pieces around you also function in their place. Your little corner makes that picture complete. But the moment you're out of your place, you don't only deprive yourself, you deprive all the other pieces around you. And that general picture becomes chaotic. That is exactly what happens. The moment you cease to be a blessing, the moment you stop expressing the love of God in your life, you dry up. Because now you have created a blockage. Nothing can pass through you. So he'll also stop channeling things through you. Amen. It's a good place to clap. So don't think holding back means you're preserving yourself. You're actually killing yourself. You're actually well on the way to denying, depriving yourself of what he wants to give to you. Because he wants to give to you and continue giving as long as you understand the purpose of why you're being blessed. He blesses you for a purpose, and that is for you to be a blessing. He blesses you, and you can't even bless him. When he blesses you, and you can be a blessing to the one that's blessing you, if every day I come and give you 10 cities, and you can't even say thank you, Oh, I'm grateful. Because you don't know what that means to me. Just, oh, thank you. Run off. And then again, next week, then you run off. Then you run off. After I'm like, how could I wait back? I can do other things. There are other people who show gratitude. Gratitude makes room for more. Amen? So remember that. Because of the prevalence of iniquity. And in this iniquity when you cannot care about somebody else. That means you're not carrying the nature of God. You're not exhibiting the nature of God. Because if you are his. If he has marked you. The child must bear semblance to the progenitor. If you are his child. 
you must have some characteristics. Anybody who knows my father looks at me and says, oh, Papa, oh. you look just like your dad. You have to have some kind of resemblance. And if there's nothing at all, you must be able to show his love. He loved so much until he gave. Oh, I love God, but you are wicked as the devil. Share me. Give you answer. Share. Offering. We collected one already. You want another one? I'm not giving. But how about everything? What do you have that you did not receive? That's what the scripture says. Yes. Give God praise because he's the giver. God will not ask you to do anything that he hasn't already done. He hasn't demonstrated. Check through the Bible. Anytime he asks you to do something, he has already done it to show you. But then he turns around when you obey. When you exhibit what he is nature, he will turn around and bless you. Whatever he asks you to do is for your good, not for his. He's not sitting down, I'm waiting for Mansa to you know, plant the 10 cities so that we can have stuff in heaven today. We are waiting for that 10 cities. Because I, I own everything. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. The streets in heaven are paved with gold. Every precious stone. <laughs> Your little tithe. Listen, he said, when you do it, I will rebuke the devil for you, not for me. I'm in heaven. I own it all. The whole earth and all the minerals and riches in it. It's my footstool. Mm-hmm. Those things that you are running after. And he doesn't actually have any problem with your prosperity. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. As, even as you're so prosperous. God doesn't have a problem with your prosperity. He just wants you to get it into perspective. Get the order right. And understand the purpose for which he's blessing you. Because when you don't understand the purpose, the use of something, you abuse it. If he gives you a million dollars right now, you don't know what it's for. You think million dollars mean, give me a give me that car and I get the system and then boom, 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 boom. I drive around so the girls can see me. You know, me and my boys would be all like, yo, yo, what's up? Like they say in Kumasi, this one be Jimmy. God will look at you and say, ah, I wanted you to plant seed, support, give to the needy. Because when you do, I'll bring more through you. If he can trust you with little. But he gives you that first little, let me see what he's going to do with this. And then you wreak havoc and chaos. Selfishness. Foolishness sometimes. You're just a plain, simple idiot. He's like, oh no. I'll let you go through. I'll allow you to go through a dry spell so you can appreciate. Sometimes those lessons stem from our own actions. It's not always outside. They don't like me. They don't like you because where Jimmy? Because you don't understand who you are, whose you are, what you're about. So they look at you and think, you're not worth the time. They see you come and say, oh, no. He's got a million dollars, but I really don't want to be in his, his environment because this, all he can see is the money. He doesn't understand the purpose 
All he can see is whatever it is. Oh, you're so, oh, you sing so well. It's me, I'm here. Somebody should bring me the mic. If they want me to sing, they have to ask me. I'm not going to volunteer. I'm not going to join the choir. I'm so wonderful. I can sing nine octaves. None of them can do it. I'm all of that in a bowl of chips. And God is saying, I want them to see my glory through you, in you. And you're, how about you went to bed saying, and you woke up saying, but God, why? Yeah, because you didn't understand the purpose. I gave you that wonderful voice so you can minister so others would see me. Others would get deliverance. That's why I thank the Lord for our praise and worship leaders because you literally usher us into the presence of God. That's how serious what you do is. I want you to always remember that when you stand up here and you minister, you're doing two things. You're ministering to God's people and they can receive God through your ministry but you also magnify and glorify him you also in the very act you are acknowledging him you are lifting him up extolling him you see when you create that presence and God is all about presence he knows okay you understand the purpose of your gift and he will turn around and he will bless you he will love you even more and whenever he loves he gives Mm -hmm. so you turn around it's not always money some problems some things you're praying about solution, deliverance some accident you should have been in you'll watch it happen and you'll escape a medical condition only you and the doctor know about you go back and the doctor says I don't understand it's gone yes all because he loves and when you understand, you will also get your deliverance. Amen? Let us look at Mark 12 and 30. Mark 12 and 30. It is almost the same scripture as Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Mark 12 and 30. No, show Mark because that is more extensive than this one, but it's saying the same thing. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what? All thy heart. He should be first. The principle of first things. When you wake up, your first thought, as soon as your eyes open, oh, thank you, God. Because somebody's eyes didn't. Yes. You just think, oh, tomorrow I'll do this. And you get up. You think you decided to get up, so you got up. Hmm. With all thy heart and with all thy soul. What is your soul? Your emotions? your intellect, all of those things. Subjected. How do you do that? Your spirit is what God communicates with. You feed your spirit in the word. Whenever you are in divine alignment, your spirit takes control, takes precedence, acknowledges the power, the sovereignty of God first. So, your soul and all those other things come into alignment. You are out of divine alignment when your flesh is always dictating. That's how you get in trouble. She said that. Say something to her. She said, well, you're not. Tell her, you look at you ugly girl from your head to toe. Can you? Hey. Yes, the flesh is in control. But if your spirit is in control, 
she's also a soul. God created her also in his image and in his likeness. She may have gotten a little corrupted, but that's the time for you to show his love. Even though she may have said something bad about you as a son. We have one body. I'm your sister in Christ. I'm your brother in Christ. We're not at war. I'm not your enemy. The devil is who we're fighting. You can, the, the Holy Spirit can lead you to say something that will cause them to convict them. Oh, I shouldn't have done. Man, I'm sorry. This tongue can bring peace and war. But it is, if your spirit is subjected in love, with all thy soul and with all thy mind, your IQ, your intellect, and with all thy strength, everything you can muster, use it to the glory of God. This is what? The first what? The first what? Commandment. So apparently it's not even negotiable. This is a command. When we were little, we used to sing this song. Oh, I went to Catholic school. First I must honor God, second honor his name. And under his day keep holy, this will be my. You had to know that. That's the way they taught us in songs to remember the Ten Commandments. First, honor God. It is your first commandment. Honor his name. Everything about God. He's first. Should be first in your life. When your eyes first open, your first hour, learn to spend some time with God. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So before you lay down the last hour, that also belongs to him. Don't just say, oh, today I'm tired. Oh, lay in the bed. And then you wake up in the middle of the night. I had, I had a nightmare. You didn't sanctify yourself. The devil was like, oh, the gate is open. Let me visit her. Yeah, you're wondering why you have an anoint yourself. Pray. Take it. Listen, he's not saying spend 10 hours, miss sleep. God, I thank you. You have kept me all day long. I went out and I've come in. You have been true to your word. Others went out, they didn't come in. Others told their loved ones, Mekwaba, and they ended up in the mortuary. They ended up in the hospital. What is it about you? Why are you so special? Your acknowledgement of him, of his love. Amen? I know you're very quiet today. You don't like this word, huh? This is not the one. You wanted to have some bump and grind. That's what you want. Not every day. Amen? So Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says basically the same thing. Let us look at 1 John 3 and 18 quickly. 1 John 3 and 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in what? Deed and in truth. God is truth. But he's telling you, don't just say I love you. It's empty words. Don't just use your tongue because he says, be careful when you use your tongue to flatter. That's also sinful. Oh, you look nice. And you turn and say, oh, she looks a mess. Oh, hello, mess. Oh, I like your dress. Class that. You're lying. You're flattering vainly. That tongue, the same tongue you want to say hallelujah, praise the Lord, the same tongue will lie, will flatter. The 
bring curses. Tell the truth. Life and death is in the power of the what? Mm -hmm. This same tongue can bring peace or can bring war. Depends on who is your master. Who are you subjected to? Because if you're subjected to him, whatever you do, whatever you use this tongue for will be exemplary, will be about love. It will emulate love. If your tongue is always causing strife, I'm sorry, but you, are not, you need to get saved again. Because that's a, that's a characteristic of Satan, Lucifer. He brings war, confusion, chaos. That's why Papa always says, you can be saved. You accepted Christ, but you have not gotten delivered from the old man. Renew your mind daily is what the scripture says. Why? Because you can't bring the Holy Spirit to come and live on top of all the junk that you used to do when you were not saved. You have to clean the house. You have to go for deliverance, the lying spirit, the lasciviousness, the, all the stuff I don't want to mention. You have to clean house so that he can take over. Otherwise, what's in there keeps trying to come back up. The old man. Oh, call him just one, one more time. Oh, just this one time, God will forgive you. You are saved now. Listen, you can be saved, but you can be oppressed. Once you've saved, you're, you're saved, your spirit is saved. You can be possessed, but you can be oppressed. The devil can use your vessel because you haven't submitted or yielded all the way to God. So don't think because you're saved, you're all that, you're done. It's work. That's why it says renew your mind daily. But understand all of this in perspective to the love of God and to the love of his things, his house. The things of God. Amen? God didn't just say, he demonstrated like we read in John 3.16. I'm wearing the glasses, but my eyes are doing good. Are you? Who are you? They're laughing. <laughs> oh, These are not just days of saying you love God, church, etc. We will be required to demonstrate what you love most shall be revealed. In these times, what you love most shall be revealed. And what is your motive for doing the things that you do? Are you just participating in the things of the church because you are required to? Or are you just participating because you really love God? Because if you love God, Nobody has to pump and prime you and call you and send you text messages. We have a meeting, oh, be on the line. We have a prayer, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, they have to still text you to get online. I, I watch things, oh. We have rehearsal. We have leaders meeting. We have this departmental meeting. Today, cry. What is your motivation? What? 
What is your motive? Are you coming to church because I'm required? My mother won't let me stay home. You're coming to church just because. Are you coming to church because you love God and you don't want to forsake yourself of the assembly? Are you coming to church because you understand that you come to be edified? You come to be empowered so you can go out there and do what he has assigned for you. Do you understand the purpose? We are not finished talking about love. I'm going to have to end here today. But the love of God, it is central to everything that we do. It must be, should be central to everything that we do as believers, as children of God. Because if you can't show his characteristic, listen, there's no middle ground though. If you're not joining him in gathering, by default you're scattering. If you're not showing his love, as long as there's a void, Satan will use it. Like Docker said, who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? Who's talking to you? They call from oh, they be a meeting, meeting, are they? Who's talking to you? That was not your spirit as a child of God, because about the things of God, you should be like, yeah, what time? So if you're like, that's just how quickly Satan can use you. That's just how quickly can, oh, don't mind them, all this prayer, prayer, prayer. Me, I mean, I still have my problem. Your faith. I prayed uh, last week, nothing happened. The bill is due tomorrow. Me, if it's not going to happen, let me sit somewhere and just, all this prayer, prayer, prayer. Me, I'm tired. Uh, That's what Satan wants, your faith. Because the moment you lose your faith, it's impossible to please God. The moment you lose your faith, you've lost your connection. When you've lost your connection with God, you're just as good as dead. You're walking around walking dead. Because nothing he does will resonate in your spirit. Your spirit can't identify with him. Your spirit doesn't have any hope in him. He didn't come through when I thought he should have come through. But how about this? God is not governed by your time. He lives in where? Eternity. But if you praise him, if you exhibit his love, if you take on his characteristics, you provoke him to step out of eternity into time. He doesn't need to because it's too messy within time. It's chaotic lawlessness because of the prevalence of what? Iniquity. But he steps in just because of you. But it's all about you understanding the purpose. You loving him. Don't just say, I love you, Lord. And I lift my hand. You're lying. Because when he says, right after saying, I love you, Lord, he say, okay, let's stay after for one minute meeting. But what are we staying after to talk about? We're talking about the things of God. But if you love him, why can't you be present for the things? What is your attitude towards the things of God, towards the house of God? Let us plant some seed. Oh, these people, my, my money. Hey, me, I have calculations, though. I said I'll give five. No, I'm not giving anyone. One seed, could have a mom. But how about if you trust him, you have faith, if you love him, you give him that five. Sacrifice. He sacrificed his only begotten son. 
He will turn right around. He will cause men to give into your bosom. Press down, shaken together, and running over. He will cause your divine helpers to come forth. He said, I told my child this need will be met. A stranger will see you and say, hey, come here. Spirit is telling me to bless you. Uh, where's Sophie Jason? He gave his last, and right outside here, some, some family friend who hasn't seen him in a while turned around and gave him 10 times what he put in. It was his last. And he was like, God, what do you say? Sophie Jason, that was your testimony, wasn't it? This is my last one. I said, Wait, when he heard that, put it on the altar, he said, Now the devil is a liar. That's not the voice of God. This is my last. God won't tell me to give my last. Oh boy, he wants your last. Didn't he tell somebody to sacrifice their son? Their only begotten son that they waited how many years to get. But when he realized that he was willing and able and obedient, he's like, wait, 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 don't touch the child. Yes. When you do it, you turn around and say, okay. Not, he said he blesses some 30, 60, 100 fold. But if you go to Deuteronomy, there's also the thousand fold blessing. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the thousand fold. Amen? Because I understand when I have it, I'll be able to support the things of the church. Yes, I'll still get what I want, but when my motive, my focus, my love, which is really his characteristic that is imputed onto me, will be about his works, his house. Amen? These times that we're in, are times when our love for the things of God, for the house of God, will be tested. I hope you will pass this test. Because the devil is waiting for you to fail. So he can have the occasion to go and say, <laughs> your people say they love you. <laughs> we call for just 10 cities. See how they insult you. Because when you insult the church and your leaders, you're always asking for money. I think. You're just telling God, you always want my money, but it's not yours. You're a custodian. Hello? He gave you custody, and he's allowing you to have the benefit of it because it is all his anyway. Love the Lord and understand these times our love for God will be tested. Amen. Praise God. After hearing this word. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.